the Lord wants me to share a little bit about why I do what I do. And in that is a testimony that, you know, I've been saved since 1995, but I don't think I've shared this that often, maybe two or three times. So most of you don't know this. But, um, <laughs> in 97, I had a brother who was 18, and he was tragically murdered in my family's home over drugs. And he was left there for us to come home and find. And I was just, you know, I wasn't, I'm sorry, not, not in 97, in 95. So I had only been saved like five months. And so, um, It all sounds so good when I'm here in worship trying to put it together. <laughs> um, and Elena comes up to me. She's, you got, you got a corporate word? I'm like, yeah, just hold on to that. Like, <laughs> I'll get to it. Um, and so there started my journey. Like, I remember the day that he died. And after coming home in the mess and everything and having to clean up the mess and, um, and, um, but I remember everything within me went, you don't win. Satan, you don't win. You better watch out because here I come. And there started my journey of 10 years of the Lord pulling me out of those ashes, helping to bring my family back together again. And um, show me the way out, that he is my protector. I can trust him. And no matter how bad it gets, he never leaves me or forsakes me. So that is why I do what I do when I do emotional healing and I meet with you. I will go to those dark places with you and I will be the extension hand of the Lord and pull you out of those dark places and show you whose you are and who you belong to and that you are more than an overcomer and that he will never leave you or forsake you and you are called to greater things than the thing that the enemy wanted to destroy you with. So that's why I enjoy things like putting on a retreat for IDT and providing a moment for the hand of the Lord to be extended through me to them to show them that, hey, there is a greater way. There's hope, and you can trust the Lord. Because he showed me the way out, I can show you the way out. I know the way, and when, he, when I don't know the way, he shows me the way. And so that's what IDT is all about as being an extension of the Lord to help these guys to come out of whatever hardship they're in to find the better way. And so um, this weekend we provided um, lots of different things for them. We wanted them to have an encounter with the Lord. We wanted them to be able to reset themselves and go for it from this point on and um, leave baggage behind and find out more of who they were. And um, so we... We had a night, we had some short teachings. We provided some emotional healing sessions for them if they wanted it. And um, we did a night of worship, and Sarah Grinia gave her testimony, which was just unbelievable, her testimony was. And um, we also did a prophetic night last night where we just spoke into their lives and encouragement, and that was a lot of fun as well. So I'm going to invite the team up. If you guys could come up and line up here. I'm so glad you took that part. We were dividing up which job we had. You did. That was, thank you, Michelle. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, okay, so if you're, if, if you're sitting here and you're thinking, well, who's IDT? Okay, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to answer that question. Uh, Jack's actually going to answer that question. And, um, and then he's going to just begin to share testimonies. There are about eight of them, or, or maybe nine, I think, that are going to share testimonies. Hold on, let me check on my... Oh, mm -hmm on my text so that I know. Okay, um, Jack's going to start off um, sharing just a little bit about um, IDT, who they are, and, and, and all of that. And so, um, Kind of what we do at IDT is um, we work with um, guys such as myself um, that have um, been into addiction, um, 
just had had strongholds in their life um have been into trouble we um we go into the um court systems into the jails and work with the judges prosecutors probation officers um and you know they they allow they allow uh, us to have them out there to basically love on them um you know just show them a better life show them show them the way that um you know they were designed for god for them to live um so that's just a little bit about idt and and what we do i mean we work out there um every everybody works every day um you know we go to church on sundays um this week we're blessed to come to this church so we thank you for that how long is the program did you say that um no it's it's a three-year commitment um they, they are kind of starting to work with with people maybe if they don't if they don't want to do the three uh years maybe sign half of that um but uh, I've been I've been out there December 18th. I've been there two years. Um, so and God, God is good. I, I mean, that's all I can say. Yes. Amen. Amen. Okay. So you want to share your testimony now? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, and if you promise to hold it up to your mouth. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. <laughs> so so a little bit about myself. Um, uh, 2019. Well, I'll start a little bit before that. Um, in 2018, um, I lost one of my brothers. He um, he was drinking, um, drank himself to death. Um, but that was kind of a turning point for me. And I, I was already I was already into drugs and stuff before that. But that kind of set me off sent me off the deep end. Um, 2019, I ended up. Um, get catching a charge, um, pretty serious charge. Um, my first plea was 19 years DOC. Um, I wrote a letter to IDT. Um, they worked with the prosecutors, judges, um, even my arresting officers were um, willing to, you know, basically talk to the judges and, and prosecuting attorney on my behalf. Um, so um, they ended up dropping my charge down to a lesser charge. Um, I ended up, uh, I ended up pleading out to time served with three years probation, and I'd already talked to IDT about coming out there. Usually, guys get sentenced to IDT. Um, in my case, I was, I was time served, so they ended up making it part of my probation. The way I saw it, I had a three-year commitment and three years probation, so. Um, you know, since since I've been out there, God's worked in my life, um, changed me tremendously. Um, I'm I'm one of the mentors out there. I'm lead intern. Um, I, I'm actually blessed um, here. Past couple of months, I've been able to go back into the Morgan County Jail and have Bible study with um, the same block that I actually came from. So, it's it's really a humbling experience. But, yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you, Jack. Yes, we have got to, um, how many times have you been here? We've, because you, yeah, because you've been here for a while. This is my second, second time here. Okay, okay. It feels yeah, like three or four. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. All right, Kaysen, you're up. All right, can you hang this up? I can do it. Okay, all right. <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Kaysen Myers, uh, 21 years old. Um, I just want to start out by saying um, I am a child of God. Yes. I'll say the things He has saved me from is awesome, you know. So I'm gonna go into just a little bit of it. I'm not gonna get too detailed, but a little bit about my life. Um, what started out my journey. My mom and dad got divorced when I was like seven years old, and. Um, the cops were there dragging us apart, and um, it was just a bad time. And um, then, like, not even a month later, my grandpa died of cancer, and uh, it just set a rage inside of me. And um, I was just in a dark spot, and uh, I have a feeling it let, it let the devil in there. And um, I just fed off of that, and I started getting into fights at school, uh, getting kicked out a lot. Um, just trying to find a way and couldn't find it. And so I started getting into uh, drinking alcohol and um, taking pills. And um, I, it ended 
up me being in juvie multiple times. And uh, I was in and out of mental hospitals, counseling. Nothing was working, you know. And uh, there's this void in my heart that I just couldn't fill, you know. So um, I started doing meth at 15 years old, and um, I just started getting really skinny, you know, not disconnecting with family, with God, um, you know, because I, I grew up in church and everything. It, it just, he was inside of me. I just, I, I was blocking the Holy Spirit. And um, so I just shut off my family, shut off everybody around me. And um, ended up in juvie multiple more times. Um, when I was 17 years old, um, I went on a high-speed chase from the cops, and um, I was really, really drunk. And um, I almost hit a kid, and I uh, came like a foot away. I was going at a really high speed, and somehow God stopped the car. I didn't hit him. And um, long story short, I ended up in, in juvenile. And um, 18 years old, you know, I, I'm out and everything, and um, I, w I went to jail. Um, I overdosed in my car. Um, I was playing with guns and um, methed out, pilled out, and uh, I was living in my car, and um, somebody called the cops because I was passed out. And um, so anyway, I, I went in uh, for a while, and my parents bonded me out, and I started doing the same thing. And um, it didn't it didn't do me any good at all. I was worse than when I came you know came in the first time, and um, again I overdosed dead you know, and um, got caught with drugs again. I was leaving McDonald's, and uh, I've been up for a long time, and I hit a telephone pole and knocked it down with the power line on top of my car, and um, I I. I don't really remember, but I hopped out, and thank God it didn't it didn't shock me and kill me, and died on in the road, and um, they narcaned me and took me to jail. So I'm back in jail again, and for a couple months, and I sweet talked my parents into bonding me out again, and um, for some reason they didn't revoke my bond. Um, so anyhow, I'm back doing the same thing, you know, um, just not ready to change yet. And um, once again, I overdosed, you know. So this time they made me stay. They revoked my bond, and I had to serve time for all three cases. And uh, I started getting into the Bible a little bit, um, but I don't think my heart was really with it yet. And um, I got out and was doing good. Um, I had at my own house, a car, um, you know, with my family again, and um, I started hanging around with the wrong people and got back into drugs and guns. Um, seven months later or so um, was the biggest, biggest, worst time in my life. Um, really bad on drugs. I mean, way worse than I ever was. Um, one night I was arguing with my girlfriend and I, I'd been up probably two, three weeks and, um, I found myself driving and, um, it was kind of like a dream and, um, I, I was under somebody's house with a gun. Don't know what I was doing, um, in their sheds, in their cars, this and that and, um, ended up having somebody at gunpoint, not myself, you know, so anyhow, I just remember, like, the cops had me on the ground, and um, next thing you know, I wake up in the hospital. I had died in the drunk tank, you know, and uh, this time I was not looking at petty charges. This was 43 and a half years of my life in prison. So um, I, I hit my knees, and I, I was ready to do something different this time. It's not got me anywhere, and um, I feel like God... God did this for a reason because, you know, I was going off of his will. Um, but he, he's put me back on track. He has a plan for me. And um, so IDT uh, was mentioned with my lawyer and my mom and my family were really wanting me to go out there. And um, I actually bonded out. And Keith and Eric Lashbrook picked me up. Um, 
but the, they were not wanting me to go out there at all, you know. They were like, you're a danger, you're this, you're that. Everything the enemy pretty much has been telling me the whole time, you know. So I, I did pretty good out there. It, it's, been a, it's been a challenge. He's put up with a lot of stuff. But I'm here, and um, IDT has saved my life. God has saved my life and everybody that's fed into me. And um, I've changed. I'm a changed man. So. So I'm really close with my family now. I get to see them. My sister married somebody from IDT. He's not here today. Great guy. Um, now I'm in leadership at IDT, uh, getting to partner with Keith. So he's blessed me, and um, now I can try to do my best to help these guys and um, help them deter from where I've been. So Amen. thank you. Amen. Yes. And it has been so fun to watch Kaysen because the first time that, you know, we were, we went there a year ago, like September, and I think you were, you were very green and very new and like terrified of us is what it looked like. And then I think that you guys came back in February. So anyway, so, but the trans, I'm, I, we've watched the transformation in Kaysen and it's just been amazing. And so I just want you to know that we see it. We see it. Okay. Amen. Okay. Who is next? Juan. Yes. Can you hold it up to your? Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. Hi, my name is Juan. Uh, I'm 24 years old. And before I start this, I was sitting over in the pew and I had my eyes closed. I felt like the Lord was telling me something. Uh, some name that began with a J. I think it might have been John. But somebody either in in that family or it might be that person in particular that they're sick and the lord wanted me to tell him be strong and courageous with him uh he he will take you through it no matter what no matter where it comes from where it goes but he will keep you with him through it Amen. okay so I'm 24 years old. I got in a car crash before I came out to IDT, and it resulted in almost killing two people, a mother and a father. And it it really didn't affect me until my mom got in a car crash at the very end of the time that I was in ID or about to go to IDT and about to get sentenced to six years. And when I heard it, I broke down and I started crying from a letter. And I knew from that point that there had to be a change. And when I came out here and I got some help with my spiritual healing, and at the very end of the spiritual healing, we were praying, or they were praying over me, and I opened my eyes, and everything seemed so bright really bright and it was just like I Shelly was one there uh, I said to her that God told me that there's going to be brighter days in my life and I believe it and I believe everything that he has been saying about me and to me is true even though if I'm scared I am I'm scared to death but getting the opportunity to come out here and be part of this ministry has really been an eye-opener to what God wants in my life. He wants me to be a different person. He don't want me to get in a car crash because I'm drunk and being a drunkard and kill somebody. He wants me to go and preach his gospel to everybody that I can. And even though if I'm scared to death to do it, I know through his strength, I will be able to say, God has loved every single one of us. He He loves us to the day that we die, no matter what we're doing. And uh, I actually, at the end of the healing, I felt like, 
a ton of weight was taken off my shoulders. I feel 100% lighter. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can run probably a 100-yard dash in like 30 seconds. And that's not me. (laughs) I'm lazy. (laughs) But, and short, most people... Joke because my feet can't touch the floor while I'm taking it on on the toilet. <laughs> so, but it's everything that I have going on in my life now is the way of Christ. I feel him pointing me in a way and I want to follow. I'm going to drop everything and I'm going to do what he wants me to do. That's what I encourage everybody else to do. Uh, thank you, Juan. Thank you. Man, I'm telling you, he was, it was the funniest thing. Can I, can I just share what you said? It was, just, it was just the cutest thing. He just goes, is it brighter in here? I was like, nope. <laughs> Your eyes just got light. You, you can consume more light now. And he was cheesing. Oh, it was so great. That smile, I love it. I love it. Okay, uh, Jacob. All right, can you hold it? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, according to the things being brighter now and all the light, uh, hold on. <laughs> um, anyways, so I'm going to share a little bit of my general testimony and a little bit of what happened to me this weekend. Um, whenever I was like 12 years old, I, uh, I had uh, experienced my dad getting arrested over drunk driving after he had already pulled into the driveway. And, uh, I mean, that that's what I heard about what had happened. But um, I woke up to my dogs at my dad's house barking and uh, the cops there and a DCS lady at the door and whenever I heard the story about what happened, it it just kind of bred an anger in me for authority in general and all that. And, you know, aside of the fact that I had already been a little rebellious as a kid and uh, as it went on, like I said, I just developed an anger towards authority cops in general um i was getting in trouble at school i was dabbling with drugs pills and uh well i was smoking weed in particular but when i turned 15 uh my cousin introduced me to meth and uh it just it went on a wild roller coaster from there. I started selling meth, doing meth, um, and I eventually ended up going to boys' school where I was in there on high risk and was supposed to be there for, like, I don't know, however long they wanted me to be in there. And uh, surprisingly, that I mean, that's where – that's where I first found God because I used to have no belief in God whatsoever. Um, I prayed for a whole month that I could get into a program that would have me out sooner than what they were saying I would be out there for. And uh, I ended up going to a, the plus unit, and it's a three-month program. And they, uh, I completed it, and they let me out. But obviously it didn't. It didn't really help me. I did that term, uh, faked it to make it, and I got right back out, met right back up with my cousin, got right back into everything I was doing. Um, And then, and I turned 18 while I was in there, and they can keep you to, like, the night of your 22nd birthday. And so, yeah. And uh, so... Within a month, I was in jail as an adult for my first time because I got right back out and was doing the same exact thing. Uh, I started witnessing, 
I never messed around with heroin, but I had a lot of friends around me messing around with it, and I had seen a lot of people die. I've had to I had to bring a lot of people back to life with Narcan, um, and so as the next few years have progressed on in in my drug addiction, I had been there's a cut there's like a few times where I'd been up too long and I was passing out at the wheel and I got in a car wreck and all times there's one time where the guardrail should if I was over any farther it would have came through the windshield and taken my head off uh, another time I about put the engine in the front seat with me uh and it was I mean what I I'm not gonna lie. I, whenever I realized I was just in a car wreck, I got out and I ran because I was driving around without a license, and uh, it. I mean, I. Yeah, I was in the wrong, but I was praising God at the same time because I I should have been dead, like, I like it's only by a miracle of God that I wasn't. Um, fast forward a little bit more. Uh, when I was 19, I came out to IDT my first time, and it was when Eric was still running it, and I made a couple of mistakes, and he put me back in jail, and uh, I wrote him, tried to get him to let me come back out, and he wouldn't do it, and I mean, I, I didn't blame him because there's, I mean, the stuff that's always going on out there, like it's it's a lot to deal with and I didn't need to just add to it. Um after that I ended up I ended up doing the rest of my time, got out, went back to jail, uh and I actually ended up in this uh substance abuse program with uh Ben with Ben and Kaysen. Uh, and we all three went through it, so, I mean, that shows you, I mean, I guess what, it was all right, but it, I don't think it really did us any good. Um, after that, it was just downhill spiral again, and then finally, I got to jail this time. I was facing, uh, five years in Hendricks County over having a pistol on me and like a year in Morgan County for two charges that I had. And I had wrote Keith and he actually came to see me and I was surprised cause I didn't know Keith was running it. And he said he was gonna bring me out here like I hadn't ever been out here before. And it, you know, that was just a blessing and uh, so now to this weekend um there's been the the emotional healing was really good i feel more free i felt this weight just lift off me and i had like a pain in my lungs well like right here in my lungs like a stabbing pain and after i told all those demons to get get out of me by the end of it it was gone <laughs> uh and then uh, just back there during worship, like right before it ended, somebody, there was a few people that were doing like a prophetic reading on me. And one of them said, uh, trust in the architect. And that just blew my mind because uh, my favorite verses in the Bible are Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will lead your path straight. And that's what he's doing now for me. He's leading my path straight. Yes, thank you. Thank you. No, you're good. You're good. Oh, praise the Lord. Yes, that his his face also was super cheesy, cheesy just, just bright and light. And oh, that was so much fun for us. TJ is next. Now you got, can you hold it? Okay. Sure. Start with saying, Michelle, you're awesome. Yes. She <laughs> I mean, she does, she will dig deep. Yeah. <laughs> and it felt so good to you know after we went through all that, felt good. 
All right, my story, 38, and my first plea was 20 and a half years on a level two dealing, and they were not budging. They come down to 17 and a half, then I bonded out after 13 months, um, was out for 13, caught a case in Brown County for a possession. So they revoked my bond in Morgan County, and I told everybody I wasn't going back. Uh, if I went back, it'd be back in a body bag, suicide by cop. So they they sent the dogs in. The cops didn't even come in. The dogs, they're, they're no joke. <laughs> I came out, and I was in Morgan County for like three months. Jacob May was there, Juan, and Jacob's like, have you wrote IDT? And I said, yeah, I was there the first time for 13 months. They came to see me, interviewed me. And nothing came of it, so I my bonded out, never thought of it. So I wrote, or he actually helped me write the letter. Jacob did. And just told my testimony to, you know, put it out there. And Keith and Dutch, they came and see me. And they just said, you're accepted right there. We want you out there. So I was in there for four months. August 5th, I went to court. And since then, uh, he's probably been in 10 meetings with the prosecutor because they didn't want nothing but send me to prison. 12 years. I signed a cap of 12 years. They gave me the full 12. Eight years, IDT, I got the longest there. And it's been a blessing ever since. Uh, they told me last night be up on the stage to preach. Yep. Yep. So yep. here I am telling a testimony. <laughs> And, but God is good, yeah. and I've been in church all my life, got out, I've had the family, the union jobs, and got into drugs. The devil's just speaking, you know, you know, it's better this way, but it's not. Yeah. God is good. Yes, he is. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Um, next is Ben. Because Jack already went right. Yeah. yeah. All right. No, can you hold it up? Yeah. Okay. Because you're so quiet. We want to hear you. Okay. 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 I, um, my name's Ben. I'm also 21. Uh, I have a kind of a similar story to Jacob and Kaysen. We all met in a jail rehab before y'all got here, too. But I don't want to say I was groomed, but I kind of was raised in a type of way where a criminal lifestyle was normal, you know, like we don't like, my family don't like cops. Uh, that's something I still, Keith still tries to help me with today, but like drugs were kind of normal. It was just kind of an unspoken truth, you know, and, uh, I kind of just fell right into that. So I spent three years of my juvenile life incarcerated. Um, Jacob went to boys school. I think you went to North Central, right, Jacob? I went to Pendleton Juvenile Correctional Facility for two years. Um, spent a lot of time in detention centers. Since I've been an adult, I've had eight months out of my three years as an adult of freedom. Um, and that was all the old me, though. I'm really nothing like I was when I first came to IDT. That is true. Um, yeah. uh, it was just part of that reason, though, is I think because my big cousin Jack is here, and he kind of stayed on me about a lot of stuff badly. It made me mad a lot, but <laughs> it was for the best of me, I think, now. But God just working on my life in wonderful ways. Yeah. I don't have a really criminal way of thinking anymore. Yeah. Um, so it's always a plus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, don't get me wrong, it pops up sometimes, but I just got to be like, no, that's that's not right. There's a better way of life. That's right. So, that's all really I have. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yes. Was it like your first week at IDT that you came here? Yeah. Yes, yes. So you were like wide-eyed, like, what is this place? You, it's
Yes. <laughs> he said, he's, when he came here, he's like, prison doesn't sound that bad compared to this. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine your first exposure, be all of us? Anyway, so it's cool, it's cool. Um, no, but you are, your face is different. Oh my gosh, you guys, the transformation that's happened in Ben has just been amazing. You are so awesome. Uh, he, is he a mentor now? Oh, that's awesome. He's up there not bragging. All right, Justin. Justin. All right. How you guys doing? Well, uh, my name's Justin Snowden. I'm 35 years old. And um, I'm actually not sentenced out at IDT. I actually bonded out and came out to IDT on my own. I'm hoping to get a sentence to IDT. But really, my story begins when I was uh, 15. Um, I committed an armed robbery. Um, got three years for it. Uh, bonded out, um, went ahead, got sentenced, got a little bit of home detention. Um, it wasn't too long after that, I committed another home invasion, armed robbery, and uh, they gave me a 30-year sentence, which was uh, 30 suspend, 10, 20 do 10. So I went off for a 20-year sentence when I was younger, but when I got, wa I got waved over to adult court when I was 15, and uh, they didn't separate me. They threw me straight into um, a jail with adults and uh, at 15 years old. So I was kind of, when I went in, my dad, you know, he was a drug dealer. I witnessed my dad being shot a couple times and bandaged himself up, never went to the hospital. So he kind of had that criminal mentality already that he kind of bred into me. And I believe that when, when I went in, my dad told me when I got waved over to adult court, they actually came to Juvenile Detention Center at Johnson County and was like, uh, Sheriff's Department did and said, hey, man, pack up. Said, uh, we're transferring you over to the adult jail. And they let me call my mom and my dad. My dad's like, listen, son, when you're a kid, you fight for bragging rights. When you're an adult, you fight to hurt somebody. He said, when you get to that jail, if anybody tries to put their hands on you, you hurt them. You have my permission to hurt them. So I was thinking, okay, you know, so I went into jail with that mentality and I knew that I had to act out, act violently, and do what needed to be done to keep the predatorial inmates off of me. And that, in saying that, I became a predatorial inmate myself. And when I got my 20 years and I went to prison, I went to Wabash for four years. Um, I was stabbed once at Wabash. Went to Pendleton Reformatory behind the wall, got stabbed there. Uh, in retaliation, um, I joined a, a prison organization, which I was the enforcer of and setting president for two years. And I went to uh, Michigan City, I-Complex, which is above death row inmates. And um, I heard, which when I close my testimony, I'd like to say a little prayer that I heard uh, one of the death row inmates say uh, when they gave him his 24-hour notice to pack up to go be executed. And uh, I was sitting there that night that they told him to pack up my first uh, run in with God, I guess I would say, was um, I lost my dad about 30 days prior to this incident. Um, I still had two and a half years left to serve, and the whole two and a half years was done solitary confinement. And uh, I uh, was looking at pictures of my kids and my dad remembering him. And I remember this bright, I was dreaming, this bright light came behind me, and when it did, it sucked my head to the bed. And if you guys ever had a dream to where you felt like somebody was, when you woke up from a bad dream, you felt like something was behind you, you knew there wasn't, but you had to look anyways, I couldn't look at this bright light. It was scary, but I felt so comfortable with it. I just couldn't look at it. And now that I think back, I didn't deserve to look at it, you know, but he, I knew it was God, that, that I was just warm, scared to death, but felt really safe. So when I left prison, I got out 2013, um, within six months, got full custody of all three of my daughters, um, bought a house, bought a boat, bought a car, um, was living the life. Then I met heroin about 2018 and it drug me down again I got a firearms charge uh, went back to Wabash and that's when I got into the Bible I retired from the organization that I was in and uh, really started reading it um, I got out got out in 2019 
and uh, my little cousin moved in with me. And one morning he said he, well, one night he said he was getting picked up, went out to the front porch, and next morning I left, go to work, don't think nothing about it. I guess I walked right by him, he was dead, he OD'd on my front porch. And that really set me into kind of a spiral. And just to, to be a witness to the way God works, I started using heroin again. And I actually came down here to Newcastle. I stayed just a couple houses down from you. <laughs> and came down to Newcastle, it's about a year ago. And October 10th, I was at this gas station down the road, and my kids' mom, she just served a 12-year sentence. My three daughters' mom, um, or the, the girl I have three daughters with, and my kids' mother. I got a she was only out maybe a month and a half, two months max from her 12-year sentence. I was at this gas station. I get a call that the guy she was riding a motorcycle with fell asleep. He's up too long on meth, and she passed away. This was October 10th of last year. So went right back to heroin again, and it got me right back in jail. Violated my probation, so I'm sitting in jail, and I told God I was praying. I wrote IDT and was like, look, man, don't know what you can do for me. I don't know if I'm too old to come to the program, but, I, I, you know, I'd really appreciate maybe if you just come talk to me. And the night before Keith came to talk to me, I never told him, but I had this experience again to where I was laying in my bunk, and I woke up and had that same warm feeling. And that next morning, I, I did look again, nothing was there. But the next morning, bright and early, Keith comes and pulls me out. And he says, look, man, I'm going to be honest with you because he always shoots us straight. He said, I heard you was a bully. I heard you get all the other inmates riled up. They don't want to be around you. But what does God mean to you? And I said, honestly, I said, God to me means a better way of life. I see my daughter's start to drive I see him me having grandkids I see me giving my daughter's hands away when they marry I said that's what God means to me is a better way of life is to save myself and to teach me to be a better dad so Keith gave me a chance and I I, I prayed to God one night I had a bond I was no bond I prayed to God and I said God listen tomorrow I have a bond hearing this about two months ago I said tomorrow I have a bond hearing I don't care if you make IDT a part of my bond. Please sentence me there. I'll bond out. I'll go straight there. I swear to God, I promise. So I go to my bond hearing, and they're like, no, we don't believe you need IDT. I said, so I'm not going to make that part of your bond. Pay bond, just show up probation. So I go back, and I'm waiting to be bonded out, and I took it as God said, look, I'm going to give you this bond, but I'm not going to make IDT something you have to do. You're going to meet me halfway. So I bonded out. Keith met me at the back of the jail. And I've been there ever since. And I think God's talking to me because uh, it was just after my reading and after God spoke to me, I left here and find myself one year later pulling up at this gas station down here <laughs> where I got that phone call. Yeah. So I believe that he's speaking to me and he wants better for me. So where I'm at now is I'm born again. Yes. I'm, I, I'm new. I, I know it's not too late. Yes. Yes. And yes. thank you. But to, to the young people in here, if, if you don't think that, you, you know, if, you, if you're walking with God and you ever think, man, this is kind of boring. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, it's great. I feel good. I'm healthy. I got my health, but it's boring. The devil's got a lot worse place for you. A lot. So when you're with God, the devil can't touch you. Yeah, yeah. So I feel better now than I've ever felt in my life. Yeah. I don't feel like I have any addiction problems anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have none of them ideologies that prison taught me. Mm -hmm. That's all gone. Yeah. Thanks yeah. to you guys. <laughs> you know, really. Yeah. I just, I feel, I feel clear-headed. But yeah. if you'd bow your head, I'd like to say the prayer that when I was sitting there that one night and the guy got told, hey, you got 24 hours, buddy. Preacher came in. And the guy's like, hey, everybody, can you guys pray with me? And he was going to be executed. It don't really matter what he did. A lot of people would think, yeah, he deserves that. Mm -hmm. But this is the prayer that he said. He said, uh, bless Heavenly Father God, I give you thanks for everything that you've done for me. Your love, your mercy, and your grace. 
And I ask God you be with each and every individual on death row and in this place and in this world, now, forever, and always, protecting us, leading us, and guiding us through all life's easy ways and harms of Jesus. And please be with me, my soul, and every soul on this earth. Amen. He's going places, I'm telling you. These guys are called by God. Luis, Luis. All right. Can you hold this up? Make sure. Okay. Hello, I'm Luis. Um, <laughs> um, I guess my journey started. Um, I've had a rough past. I mean, rough childhood. I was. My father wasn't a good father, as I could say. Um, been beaten all my life to the point of death by him. Um, joined the gangs when I was 13 years old. Been shot multiple times. And I really didn't know God. I thought God didn't exist because I used to ask him, where are you? Why are you letting this happen to me? Why me? Why me? Why me? It wasn't until my reading with Brian and Sarah that I realized that God's been there the whole time. Yeah. You know? And Brian felt that, and Brian, I thank you for being there mm -hmm. with me on that. And um, I came to understand God when I came when I got locked up this last time was before I came to IDT. I didn't know about IDT until my recovery coach told me, "I think IDT is good for you. Why don't you give it a chance?" But through all the courts and stuff like that, I ended up just modifying everything to probation. But I still wanted to come to IDT even though they told me I can be free, be on probation, I just need an interstate compact. But Keith didn't even know I was coming out. He didn't get <laughs> my call until that actual that morning. I thought, well, he probably don't want me out there because he didn't pick up the phone. So I called my recovery coach. He was like, okay, I'll come pick you up. I'll drop you off anyways. So I'm like, okay. So he called Keith. Before he came and picked me up, Keith met me up there. And since I've been at IDT, I've been grateful. Um, I haven't had a father figure in my life, but I consider Keith a father figure. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, I got my brothers yeah. here. Yeah. I've learned a lot from Kaysen, from Ben, Dustin, Jack. Everybody here, you know what I'm saying? Not, it's different for me. And... I just thank God for everything. I I, I can hear him now. Mm -hmm. Thanks, you know, to everybody here, mm -hmm. to you guys. Pastor Eric, thank you for everything you guys are doing for us. Mm -hmm. Keith, Cindy, mm -hmm. you know, they've opened their hearts up to us. We're Over there is not a program. It's more of a family. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yep. I really thank you, Keith, and I thank everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Louise. Thank you. Yes. Chop. <laughs> All right, hold it up. How we doing today? <laughs> All right. Hey, God is good, isn't he? Amen. I love you, Jesus. Praise, <laughs> praise the Lord. Praise, let's praise the Lord. Praise, yes. the Lord. praise you, God. I praise you, Holy Father. I praise you. We invite the Holy Spirit into this testimony right now. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm 46 years old. Other than Keith, I'm the oldest one now, the, the funky bunch back here. <laughs> uh, my, my story starts about 13 years old when I, is when I first started doing drugs and running around like teenagers do. Um, beyond 13, I don't know because I just don't remember. <laughs> uh, from 13 to 23, I ran wild. At 23 years old, I caught two two drug dealing cases. Uh, ended up being a 10-year sentence on each of them. So I went to prison for five. I ended up doing five years on on, on both of them. Uh, got out of prison. Uh, let's see. I was 23 years old. You know, if I heard something right last night, I, I heard that. God did something in my life at 23 years old. I got to go back and listen to the message, but I think it was that God intervened in my life. 
at 23. Like whoever it was gave me the number. Something happened at 23 years old, and th and that's when I went to prison for five years. Is when I was 23, and then I think another person. Uh, I, I'm gonna go back and listen to it. Said that you know God was sorry and and that He was still with me. Like no, in other words, He had to do what He had to do to get me away from what I was doing, and that this happened at 23 years old. So at per at 23 years old, when I caught my first DOC sentence, uh, um, I got out. I got out of prison. had had nine years probation I did eight and a half years probation but I didn't do it the right way I just didn't get caught I ain't no better than nobody else uh, I just I just didn't get caught uh, I didn't try to change actually I did I, I, I tried to change for a couple years when I I got out no seven uh, I, w I wouldn't be around nobody that had anything to do with drugs alcohol or running around wasn't running about my house uh got married had my son uh was in 2011 was doing good and then i just first started slowing back into alcohol not so much drugs i still didn't want anything to do with drugs because i just did five years for for drugs but alcohol alcohol wasn't that bad right <laughs> wrong <laughs> wrong <laughs> uh, Here's the deal. I have been redeemed. Yep. Amen. Amen. My, my story is no different than these guys'. None. No different. Mm -hmm. I just want to say, I'm going to skip my whole story up until this weekend. This God just told me this. <laughs> the Michelle and Al, I think Al's out here somewhere. They did, they did my, they did my spiritual healing, and oh God, love their pea picking hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I was a tough cookie for them. And they kept asking me after 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 all these things, and they say, "What'd you hear? What'd you hear? What'd God say?" I say, "Nothing. I don't hear nothing. What do you mean nothing? I can't. I don't know." So I'm having a whole spiritual battle at this Christian retreat that I'm at. Are you kidding me right now? So the devil is standing on my spirit. Like I got nothing. I I, I was I was thinking things of 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 doubt all of a sudden. Like it's really deep like the devil was working on me heavy this weekend and I thought you know maybe uh, he's putting me maybe God is putting me through a test because here I'm at a, at a Christian retreat and I'm supposed to be hearing all this stuff going on and, 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 and feeling all these sorts of ways that all, all the other guys are walking around and they're just you know they're <laughs> they're feeling good you know they got the lord and they're you know all this weight's lifted and here and look guys I, i've been getting it in okay i love jesus christ you hear me i do i love him he's in me he is in me and i know that but the devil's telling me he didn't show up this weekend but the lord didn't want that to happen until i left here and the Lord met me on the altar right here as I prayed back there. Yeah. Spirit of God, would you please meet me yes. before I leave yes. this weekend? Yes. Because the devil is trying to stand on me to tell me, yes. is this all even real? Mm -hmm. And I came up here during worship time. And I'll just say, the Lord met me here with, yes. with Michelle and... Uh, some other people. I, I I don't know. Was it real? It was real. It was real. I I I spoke some tongue right here. Uh, right here. You hear me? Thank you, Jesus. You hear me? Oh my God. It was. It was. 
so the, the testimony is this, all right? The testimony is this. I'm a firm believer in God and the, yes. in, the, in, in, in the life and death and resurrection. I'm a firm believer. Amen. And I come to this place and, and I have a whole spiritual battle and I'm mad about it. Do you hear me? I'm mad. Yeah. What's going on, Lord? Where are you out? Yeah. Why, why is everybody feeling some type of way here? And chop ain't. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm upset. I'm praying. I'm to myself. I'm going through it. You hear me? But an hour before the weekend's over, God meets me. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you. That was awesome. Thank you, Chop. He sure did meet you. Oh, man. That's because the enemy didn't want you getting that baptism of the Holy Spirit. That is power inside of you. Yes. All right. So I'm going to bring Keith up here. Keith is the, he's the man. He's the man of the hour. Oh, Cindy's one. <laughs> uh, so Keith is the leader and um, director. Are you a director? Yeah, he's the director of, uh, he's, he's the father of all these kids right here. And so he's going to share what happened with him this weekend because um, he, some cool stuff happened with you too, right? All right. That's spiritual nanny to most of these guys. <laughs> Anyways, it's a privilege to, uh, to be here this weekend. Um, one thing I learned over, I got saved May 4th, May 6th, 1994, and um, my father's always had, took me to the right places at the right time. We had, I had found out this weekend that I had released a lot of things that were ungodly beliefs after this many years of, but I did everything I could to do not to come this weekend. Um, I'm calling Pastor Eric, telling him I had to cancel. Didn't know he was in Florida playing euchre, <laughs> but which I found out's a full contact sport in his family. He had to call me back. But uh, Bob and Je Je Jenny um, welcomed me into their home for all weekend, and and uh, you know what was I think for me, I was at my end for the last three or four months. I love these guys. But I couldn't do what I used to do for them. Yeah. So me and my wife's been talking, retirement, moving on, and I, I just didn't, I didn't have it. I don't have it to give. I ain't going to fake it. Yeah. One of me and my guys got into it pretty good. Not his fault. I could blame, I don't blame people. I blame the devil. And I just wasn't the same. Yeah. So this weekend, I found out the reason, something I hadn't dealt with. And so I dealt with it. Yeah. Now I got a, so my question yesterday to, to, to Bob and Jenny was, how, how do you get back? They said, well, that's easy, reset. Yeah. Well, I work with a few computers that need reset or beat. And so I kind of knew what that under, I would go back to where I lost and, or I laid down the anointing or laid down the, because I believe in that these men are going to grow up to be who they are. Yeah. Grow Grow up, chop. Um, <laughs> and uh, but we need father. Hmm. One of the names of a pastor I had to release just texted me for the first time in two years. <clears throat> I just looked out on the phone. It was what's your phone, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, your phone. <laughs> that may be for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. Why's Joey texting you? Um, <laughs> That scared me. <laughs> Tell him I'll bring his stuff back to him. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but here's what it is, I guess, guys. And I hope you, I, I need you, my guys to hear this. 30, 30 years of ministry, missionary overseas, retired, come out of retirement to work with these guys. And one thought one reaction, one experience can cause control to come back in. Yeah. And one of my guys I had to send out, and I didn't realize how bad it was affecting me, but he committed suicide or died within a month or two. And so now I've tried to minister to these guys where I don't lose them. Because mm. I don't want them to die. 
but God says, t let control go and let me do what I do through you. These men are awesome. Yeah, they are. And uh, I'm just privileged to be here. Newcastle, New Covenant, um, thank you for letting. Here's what I got with, was going to get with my father. Father God knows where to take us to break us. Yep. And he partners, uh, partnered us with you guys because these men get something that I can't give them. I can give them, but we need the body of Christ to work mm -hmm. together. Yeah. And. So, now I get to go home and figure out how I can stay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was that close. My wife's not here with me this weekend. Because what God's doing is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And it's about them. Yeah. But then again, I'm t teaching them it's not really about them. It's about who they're going to go out there and touch. That's right. Because yep. they're going to die. They're going to die to self here. Yep. Yes. We teach that. Yep. And you guys just thank you so much for ministering. Bob and I know you're out there. Um, thank you, guys. Pastor Eric, thank you. Yes. Yes. Give the Lord praise. Give these guys some praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.